Welcome to the Unleash Your Blog podcast. I am your host, John Meese from johnmeese.me. This show is designed to help you build a profitable online business from your blog, even if you can only spare 30 minutes each day. Every week, you'll be getting a behind the scenes look at what strategies are working right now for real life bloggers, people just like you. Are you ready? Let's unleash your blog together. This is episode 22 of the Unleash Your Blog podcast, and today you will be listening in to a coaching call with Marion Brown. Now, Marion still doesn't have a website just yet, but he has an idea of who in his audience he can help. The only trouble is they don't yet know that they have a problem. He's trying to reach people with a solution long before they realize they need to do it. In this case, he's talking about helping parents prepare their kids for college, but this applies to many other industries as well. If you have any interest in learning about how to market your product to an audience who has a problem, they, even before they know they have the problem, then you're gonna learn a lot from this episode. As always, you can find the show notes and the links to everything we talk about in today's episode at unleashyourblog.com slash 22. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you in part by Notable Themes, a company that I helped create to help new bloggers launch professional websites without having to mess with the technical side of online business. Notable Themes is the only place you will find sleek and simple WordPress themes, plugins, as well as hosting services all in one place. That means we are your one-stop shop for building a blog-based business online, whether you are just starting out from scratch or optimizing what you already have. Get started today by heading to yournotabletheme.com. So, Mary, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, in and outside of business, and then how that relates to what you want to do moving forward. Okay. So my name is Marion Brown. I'm originally from Huntsville, Alabama. I was born and raised there. Grew up pretty poor. I mean, I live with my grandparents, you know, for one reason or another in a pretty bad neighborhood, but all it led me to know is got to get out. So I was a band geek. Played a trombone, played it well enough to get a college scholarship, went to college in Memphis, got an engineering degree. The engineering degree taught me how to make it work, but when I got to the real world, you know, when you just make it work, sometimes it costs $2 million and takes 10 years and everybody in the business world says no. So I was like, something's wrong. I don't have all the information. So I went back, got an MBA, and then I realized that time, value, cost, and money came into making it work, and thus began my corporate America career. You know, I saw a lot of things that made me realize that life is short, people have things happen to them that people don't understand, and you need to be able to help. Outside of work, I have two kids. My son is 23. He's about to graduate from college with his meteorology degree. He wants to be some type of scientist. My daughter okay. is a high school senior. She's graduating and she's actually going off to California to study computer science. She, she's a competitive cheerleader and she got a cheer scholarship and an academic scholarship. So I was That's married excellent. for 18 years and then their mom decided she wanted to do something different. So she packed her stuff up and she left. It was pretty devastating because okay. I was not prepared for that to happen and so people are weirded out when I was like yeah I'm a single dad got two kids but our mission doesn't change so we've managed right. my son is going off to graduate school 
and she's going to undergrad, but you know, they're studying, they're gonna be successful. So my mantra is kids don't get to choose. Until you're over 18, you don't really have a choice. And yeah. so I worked really, really, really hard to make sure that my kids were afforded the opportunities to have careers and, you know, not even get a lot of student loan debt because that's a, a trap that they fall into. And I was like, if you study hard and you're prepared, you will be able to do something. So I, I strive for my daughter, you know, she wants to be in computer science. And I was like, look, if you do this right, and you spend your summers in Silicon Valley doing internships, if you've done everything right, you shouldn't actually have to go to a corporate America job because you'll have a deal or you'll build something about something you're passionate about and you'll make it. And so, you know, she's trying to do that. My son is the same way. And I was like, you can do anything you want right up until you get a mortgage or rent payment. So I love kids. You know, I, I realized that typically things go bad for kids because the adults suck. And so, <laughs> yes. I, you know, in, in helping my kids, you know, get scholarships and get into school, there's only two ways in, the ACT or the SAT. You have to take one of those tests to get into college. And so as I was trying to help, you know, my daughter get a score up to get the scholarship, what I started realizing was, man, two million kids a year are taking the ACT, 1.6 million a year are taking the SAT, and Everything that I've read on the internet, their scores are going down. So schools aren't doing their job per se, but yet you have to take this test to get in. And the national average is about a 20 on the ACT out of 36. And so I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to help kids study for these tests, get prepared so that they can get scholarships instead of having to worry about whether or not their parents can pay for college. And I was like, that's what I did for my kid. First time she took it, it was a 19. She managed to get a 27 and she got a full ride. And I was like, "That's awesome!" all we did was study. We studied, 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 studied. And she wasn't getting that at school. And I was like, that's tragic. There are 2 million people that have to do this every year. Most of them are desperate because most people's parents don't pay for college. They don't have the money or they can't get it together. You know, those people that can go to Harvard, go to Yale, or they have college funds. Sure, such a small percentage of people. And so I know I can do this because they are hostages. They have to take the test if they want to go to college. I started looking through all of the groups, Facebook, Twitter feeds, and you know, you can find a lot of things of companies that are like, hey, take my course for you know $2,000, you'll get a five point increase. I was like, that will not get you there. What I could not find was that large audience of people are like, oh my goodness, my kid's not doing well, what can I do? And then I realized, and it's kind of weird, it's a lot like the whole sex conversation. People don't talk about their kids doing well on college entrance exams because nobody wants to know that their kid is struggling with getting those grades right. So nobody's talking mm. about it. And then I realized I can't get to the kids because they don't have the income or the information. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, well, I got to go study and take the ACT this Saturday. I stayed up all night and then they bomb it. So I'm chasing their parents 
to advise them to say, look, you need to do something. You kind of need to start it seventh or eighth grade so that your kid is prepared. By September of my daughter's junior year, we were done. We had the score moving on. You know, it, it just, I was like, there's a process. Quick question on that. So it sounds like, and I, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but it sounds like you're saying like, this is something you're really passionate about. Is this the angle where you want to take your online business and your blog is talking about helping parents prepare their kids to go through these tests and get into college? So I know I have to help the kids because they have to take the test. But there's no 12 to 17-year-old on the Internet looking to get information about the ACT or the SAT and because they don't care. They, they don't right. know, but their parents, their parents are aware. So just to clarify, though, you want to build a blog or an online business helping parents and students and kids go through that whole process, right? Yeah. So, so that's, that was my kind of my dichotomy. Yeah. I have to do the work with the kid, but it's always the parents' income that, you know, they're paying the money for their kid to do this. It is, it is a situation that happens at times, but it is kind of rare where the person your product is for or your help is for is not the one who's actually footing the bill. And that, it's common, actually, with you were selling products right. for students. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, I got to find these parents that, you know, yeah. they're probably not looking. Their kids are, I mean, I didn't. I didn't have a clue that you could prepare for these tests in order to get in. I got in through a music scholarship. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, you know, I like to bring everything back to what is the problem you're trying to solve for your audience? So in this case, I would say your audience is actually the parents and the kids are going to be part of that and they're going to be privy Absolutely. to a lot of that. But you know, it sounds like you're, yeah. So what do you think the problem is that you're solving for the parents? I think the problem that I'm solving is most parents are unaware that there's an avenue to help their kids get a scholarship just for good grades and a high entrance score. Okay, so is the problem that they don't know what to do or that they don't know they should do anything? So so most of the parents that my daughter cheers with their daughters and they're like, I have no clue what to do. And so, you know, I've sent them some information and that's why I realized that, hey, this might work because every time I saw them, they're like, hey, can you send me that information again? My daughter's a junior and I was like thinking to myself, it's probably too late, but at least I'll send it to you so you can know. And so they are always seeking out this information, but until I talk to them and they see my daughter and they know she's gotten the scholarship because they saw it on Twitter and they saw her at signing day and they're like, how'd you do that? And I was like, we studied for the last three years about 30 minutes a day. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Are you familiar with um, the Open Buyer Awareness Scale from Ray Edwards? No. But I know Ray Edwards is a copywriting guy. Yeah, he is the copywriting guy. That's right. But he has a framework that I really, I really love to talk about because I think it's it's really powerful in this. Um, so this all comes from him, and he puts together. It's called the Open Buyer Awareness Scale. But you got to think about it like this. So every person who has a problem is at one of these four levels or of this scale. It's an acronym: O P E N, Open. So le- level one is O or oblivious, meaning there are people who have a problem, and you know they have a problem but they don't know they have a problem. Then the next level is pondering, P for pondering. So these are people who are like, they're, they've started to realize they might have a problem. They're going, huh, you know what? I should probably like, you know, I'll think about that sometime. You know, maybe, maybe sometime I'll go into solving that problem. People who are E, they're the engaged people. So they're actively looking for a solution, right? And then people N, they're need. And they're like, 
once promo reaches end, like you don't really have to market to them. Like they'll buy your stuff no matter what because they're kind of desperate, right? They need it. So that's like you've got people who are either oblivious, pondering, engaged, or they need it. Now, one thing we've got to be careful with here is just because you know someone has a problem they need to solve doesn't mean you've got a good business model. Because right. if they don't also recognize the problem is one they need to solve, if they're in the O stage or in the P stage, it is in, well, if they're the O stage, you, good luck. You're not going to sell them anything or market them. even. And by that, I mean sell. I also mean like sell them on free stuff because that still requires the cost of their attention, their time. Like you mentioned there, like you talk to some people who are oblivious about it, right? It sounds like they were probably in the O stage and they said, hey, send me your shirt. Let me send, you know, you send them a resource and then three years later or whatever, they're going, oh yeah, I never looked at that. Can you send me that again? That's because they were in the O stage or maybe the P stage. And so it wasn't, it's just the reality is there's so many demands, like it just fell through the cracks. So there's a couple ways around that, right? Because what you're describing is still a valid problem. So what you need to do is you need to either change how you frame the problem so that you're talking about a problem that it, where they are in the E stage that allows you to kind of introduce this other problem. You know, let's just use diet as an example. It's an easy one for this kind of situation. So you may be talking to someone who's completely oblivious that their, you know, glucose levels are an issue, right? Like you, you try to tell someone, hey, man, you need to, you need to, you know, you start doing this, 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 because it's going to help your glucose levels. And someone's like, Psh, I don't, I haven't even, I've never even, thought, I don't even know what glucose is, you know? But yeah. if you were to go to that same person and say, hey, are you worried about your life expectancy or even a little bit lower in stress? Like, hey, wouldn't you love to have more energy in your life? If you get someone who's in the engaged section of looking for more energy, like they're going, man, I just, I run out of time and energy. Every day I come home wiped, but no time, no, no energy to spend time with my kids. So relate to them in a different way. Right. And honestly, I should not be using that health as an example because like, I don't know the connection between glucose and energy levels. So just to clarify, like <laughs> I'm not a nutritional anybody. Um, but let's just say as that example for, that you were trying to tell people to fix their glucose problem. Well, if you come at it by instead finding the problem that ties back to it, where they're in the E stage, where they're engaged, that's how you hook them. And you say, look, I can help you get your energy level up. And then basically the glucose is the solution. So similarly here, what you're saying to these students is you're saying, you're saying to these parents, hey, you need to start training your kids to take these tests to get great scores early, long before they're ready for college, right? That's what you're saying. Yes, yes. But it sounds like most of these parents are probably in the oblivious or the pondering stage. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, they all think it's magically going to happen. And it's like right. everybody thinks their kid is smarter than they really are. And it's probably not <laughs> anything to do with intelligence. Hey, my one-year-old is a genius, Marion. You be careful there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Already going to Harvard. Yeah, I, I agree with you because, you know, I'm, we're at a gym. There's probably a thousand cheerleaders there. And they all have these ambitions of what school they're going to go to. And I was like, it doesn't work like that. And so, you know, as people, I see people listening to me telling that story and they're all like, what? Oh, my daughter's a junior. Can you give it to me? I'll have her, I'll have the 11 year old ready. And, you know, they're willing to engage them because it's like, look, if you're not accepted to a school by the end of your junior year, you're scrambling, which is the, a true statement. <laughs> Right. Okay. So what, let, let's talk about, let's dig a little bit deeper then. What is the problem that they are engaged about, right? So in your mind, at what point should they start preparing their kids for these tests? Like what's, what's the ideal? So ideally seventh or eighth grade, because that's okay. probably the first time you can take a geometry course. 
So, but eighth grade, they need to start preparing this. That's what that's what you're telling yes. them. But at eighth grade, they're in the oblivious stage when it comes to ACT prep. But what are they engaged in? Let's talk. Let's explore this for a second, right? Can you think of other things like what are the parents actively seeking a solution for? Actively engaged because that's that's where we have to make the tie. We got to figure out what's the problem that they're actually search, seeking a solution for. Here in Texas, everybody's engaged in athletics and sports. And there's this thing called UIL, which is no pass, no play. And so if you're not passing your classes or doing well, you can't play sports. And that is a high motivator for most of the parents. My kid's a cheerleader. Everybody wants to cheer in college. And most of them didn't even know you could get cheer scholarships. So they're very highly engaged in their kids' sports lives or extracurricular activities. And so there are places that I can seed it there, and I haven't done that. Okay. Um, okay. What else? Let's give me some other options. Just put your mind. I mean, put your mind in the place of the mother or a father of an eighth grade cheerleader, right? Most of them are freaked out that their kids about to go to high school, and they're like, Wait, "What do I need to is. do?" <laughs> okay. There it is. I think that's the tie. So, like, what are they? What about high school? Are they freaked out about. Are their kids going to do well or, you know, are boys going to be involved? Are they going to get off track? I mean, because I was afraid of all of those things for both my mm-hmm. kids. I was like, my kids are not ready to go to high school. And so I was like, I got to do something. But I was willing to look a little longer term. And I even considered doing that on the blog. I was like, it's not just the academics, but it's social media and what you can and can't put on your social media for school, dealing with your peer groups and that pressure just surviving high school yeah i think we need to find the connection there and it doesn't it doesn't jump out to me. now it, it is possible it's not easy but it is possible to find people who are in the kind of pondering stage if they're on like the edge of the pondering stage and then basically explain to them like help them make that transition into the engaged stage by explaining how important it is but it's very very difficult and so you gotta you gotta know that going into it and so most people just skip that and go straight to the people who are engaged but in your case, these people, they're not actually engaged and actively seeking a solution until it's too late, basically. Right? Yes. And okay. so a lot of scholarship money goes unclaimed. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, tell me what you're thinking about what you'd like this blog to target or what kind of content you'd like to publish. Because at this point, the blog doesn't exist, right? No, it does not. I, okay. I've written a couple articles about the ACT, the SAT, how you equate that to getting money for college. You know, I, I, I typically use that. You want to see what I did to get my kids' college paid for? Here you go. Because that's literally what I did. I traded me studying with her and holding her accountable for a full-ride scholarship. We that's invested excellent. some time, and we got money to go to college and like i said she's no rocket scientist okay so what's the the person it sounds like the big takeaway or the big win here isn't just the fact they get a good act score right that's kind of like a stepping stone but the big win is that you can send your kid to college for free right oh yes that's what everybody wants if you're saving like for me my kid just got a free ride the first thing i'm doing is paying her car off so i don't have to pay for it anymore because I have money. So I was like, oh, no, we're done. Here you go. Your right. car's paid off. I will see you in four years. So I think the hook, getting money for college is definitely a carry. So what do you think is the biggest roadblock holding you back right now from launching this blog and from helping this audience? I don't think there's any roadblock for me launching a blog and writing the articles. It's Like I said, I have six people. I put up a little landing 
page using Brian Harris's techniques, and I had six people that I don't know. I mean, I have no idea who they are, but they did set up and subscribe because I put a little launch page out there offering some free information about the scholarships for good grades and that stuff. And so good. six people signed up, and I sent yeah. them those two articles that I wrote. And so I made good on it, and they didn't unsubscribe. Yeah, okay, so here, here's my advice. I think you're going to have a very difficult time tracking down the parents who, are, who, when their kid's a freshman, are not at all worried about college. But I think that, I think that and this is just speculation here, but I would wager that there are parents out there who, when their kid is being a freshman in high school, they're already thinking about college. And they're already thinking, what should I be doing in, in high school to help their college? I mean, you're proof of that, right? Because you were doing that. Yes. Yes. I think, I think that's your target audience. Now, along the way, that gives you an opportunity to basically get some information out there that those parents who are kind of on the fence might find. But if you focus on those parents who aren't really engaged, they're not really engaged and actively seeking the solution to their problem, then I think that you're going to have a long uphill climb, and I don't know how it's going to go. But I think if you target those parents who are actively looking for a solution, then I think you make it really clear what you promote, like the transformation, and that's the first thing that people should see when they come to your website is like, what's the transformation you provide? And in your case, you're going, your problem is that you need to find out how to get your kids to go to college for free, right? So maybe you get that as clear as, as saying your high school student, right? Send your high school freshman to college for free or something like that. Like, you know, you, you know your target audience better than I do, but the point is you need to get clear on what's the transformation you give to your audience, and that's how you need to launch this blog. And I think, based on what you're telling me, I think that is something like send your kids to college for free. How does that sound to you? I, I agree. I agree. And just in the last couple of days, as I was reading some things, I saw something and I was like, I was looking in the wrong place. I, I wasn't looking under parenting. I was looking for you know stuff specific to the ACT or scholarships, mm, but yep. all the blogs are probably geared towards parenting, preschoolers, adult teens, late teens. I wasn't looking there. So I hadn't gone to see if there's a large audience on Facebook about parenting your teenager. I'm sure there is, because I know it was a yes. challenge for me. And if I can find that, that's where I was like, oh my God, I can't find anybody. I was looking in the wrong mm. place. But I just okay. figured that out two days ago. Oh, well, that's good. That's progress. Yeah. So, I mean, I really think you need to launch this blog soon. I think you need to put a post or two up there on this topic, and then you just need to start sharing it. And also, if you, if you get really clear on what your transformation is and how you title your website and that kind of stuff, then people are also going to find you from Google and things like that just by searching, right. how do yeah. I get my kid to go, how do I get my high school freshman to go to college for free, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So how do you feel about that? I mean, you feel like you're ready to launch? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the convert kit thing, you know, later this week. I'm I'm all in. I was like, I believe Good. in this, and I I think that there are a lot of people that will benefit from it, even if they don't know. But I do believe that I can go over to my kids' high school and I can get you know the guidance counselors I know to even push some information out. I, I think I can get there. You know, I Good. hadn't done the local Good. grassroots thing because I was a little unsure. I really, more so than anything, want to make sure it wasn't a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it is a stupid idea. Um, and I think that if you launch soon and get traction quickly, I mean, you'll be able to learn very quickly. 
how people react to that and what the the what your connection will be with your audience. Um, I mean, I think you're ready, Mary, and I think I don't think there's anything else I can give you now that's gonna set you up for success because I think you have a you have a good idea of what you need to do, and the next thing you really need is feedback from your audience about whether or not they're even interested in that. Um, so. Um, I, I think you're good to go. Okay. And one question for you. I mean, it's going to seem odd, but yeah, you know, what's that? Which one of your notable themes is probably best suited to a blog of this type? I, I know you have two or three. Which one is going to, you think, work best? Yeah. So you want, I mean, you want a blog based theme because it sounds like this is, you're going to be writing multiple articles. And right now, yeah. um, the, the main blog based themes that we f- promote on notable themes are tribe theme and Mentoris. Mentoris is what I use in my blog. Honestly, they're both great themes. It comes down to a stylistic preference. If you're going to be using a lot of graphics, I would go with Mentoris. If you're going to be using mostly text and not a lot of graphics, I would go with Tribe Theme. So that's, I okay. mean, honestly, based on what you're telling me, it kind of just depends on your your writing style and all that kind of stuff and how you want to present your brand. I use Mentoris okay. in my own blog because I like, I like the image-rich kind of format of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know... I read, but I don't like to read. I read because I have to read. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, I think sense. both both themes are great. I mean, they both come from notable themes, but um, I would say just kind of look ahead at what kind of content you're going to be publishing. If you're going to be publishing a bunch of like graphs and images and all that kind of stuff attached to it, and you want the you want a big kind of colorful graphic centric theme, I'd go with Mentoris. But both themes have pretty much the same features as far as growing your audience and that kind of stuff. Okay. Cool. Very Sound good. good. Hey, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It actually makes me feel better. It motivates me a little. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm excited to see what you come out with. Make sure to send me a link. Would you believe that it's possible to build your online business in just a few hours each week, even if you already have a full-time job? Think about it. What could an extra $500 or $1,000 a month mean for your family? What would be possible if you doubled your household income one year from now? I am living proof that this is 100% possible, and I want you to experience that same success. You can get a crash course in online business strategy today by joining Project Launch Bootcamp, an online training program I've developed with a couple of other friends who also make a living from their blogs. You don't have to do this alone. In fact, if you join today, I will meet with you one-on-one for coaching free of charge. You may even be featured on this show. Join today by heading to projectlaunchbootcamp.com. I hope you found today's podcast episode both helpful and insightful, and you can take what you've learned today from Marion's story and apply that to your own blogging and online business journey. Now, you should go to unleashyourblog.com slash 22, where you can find the show notes for today's episode, which includes links to every single resource that we talked about today, but you will also have the opportunity to download a free action guide that I've put together with the best tricks of the trade that I know to help you jumpstart your online business journey and unleash your blog. So go there, unleashyourblog.com slash 22, and check it out. Until next time.